Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 17 of Expand the Conversation with Jillian. In today's episode, I am joined by my spiritual mentor and friend, Molly Lowry. Molly helps people heal on every level of their being, reclaim their power, and create a soul-aligned life. She is a certified brain rewiring coach, breathwork healer, energy healer, holistic nutrition consultant, and trained as a psychic intuitive. Molly is on a mission to usher humanity into a new way of existence. Molly and I are co-hosting a retreat in Costa Rica together in May of 2024. The waitlist is now open and those who sign up on the waitlist will get a free gift from me. The link to join the waitlist and to be the first to know when you are able to purchase your ticket to the retreat is in the show notes. In this episode, Molly and I talk about the importance of shadow work, feeling your emotions to move through them, setting up daily protection so you aren't taking on others' energy, and how important it is to seek answers from ourselves and develop our own unique gifts of intuition. It truly felt like a portal recording this episode. I cannot wait for everyone to listen. All right, let's dive in. So today I have here with me Molly Lowry. She is my spiritual mentor. She currently resides in Costa Rica. I have been out there to visit her two times at this point, and I'm very excited to share that we will be co-hosting a retreat in April of next year, and it's just going to be so amazing. So yeah, thank you so much for being here with me, Molly. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Thank you. So I always get started by asking three questions to my guests. Mm -hmm. So the first question is, what is a topic you think needs to be expanded on? Oh, that's a really good question. I feel like there's so many things, but I was actually kind of feeling into it before this. And I feel like what the world really needs to hear right now is, you know, there's a lot of like dense energy. We're going through this collective shadow process where a lot of the darkness is being revealed. A lot of the old is dying and we're rebirthing into the new. And in that process, it can be really easy to get overwhelmed and overburdened with all of the darkness, you know, within ourselves and within the collective field. And I think it's so, so important for people to just stay clear energetically to stay clear mentally and to stay really grounded and stabilized and centered with themselves and to you know do the healing work that they need to do to stay like emotionally stable and to hold their own light while all of this chaos is happening yeah i love that a lot i've actually just had a very real experience with this and so it i'm not surprised that that's what came up and it's you know as i'm transitioning out of my house into the new apartment there's been a lot of my ego's been very loud and the codependency has been very loud and i can feel myself dying on the inside or that version of myself dying and so I like this morning, I feel a lot better. And it's one of those things where it's like I was going through the emotions and allowing myself to feel it, but I wasn't allowing myself to see the magic in it, in the rebirth and in this like newness. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Wow. I love that too, that you said like you weren't allowing yourself to see the magic in it because there is so much magic. Like the earth is so magical. And you know, we're really programmed and taught to not see that part of life and to just be kind of stuck in survival. And 
you know, I was really getting this message today from my guides, like the more that you can just notice all of the magic and every little moment going throughout your day. And the more that you can kind of like take that in and absorb it and focus on it, like the more that you invite that energy and those experiences into your life. And then that, you know, trickles over into your ability to create your own reality and manifest because a lot of people think that in order for something to come into their life, it has to be, it has to make sense and it has to be this logical thing. But if we can start tuning into the energy of magic and miracles and allowing things to just magically appear in our lives, then that's when we really start to become the creator of our reality. And an example of this is, it's funny because I always throughout the years have told my clients when I'm teaching them about manifestation that when it comes to manifesting abundance and money, it can come in in any way. And we need to open all the portals, right? Like it's not just coming in through our clients or through our job or whatever. And it can come in in the most random, unexpected, magical ways. And so um, I had an experience like this recently and Basically, I was asking the universe, I need this specific amount of money to pay for this specific thing. And on the exact day that I needed it, I was guided to like, I checked my email and I saw this email from this investment account that I have. And I was like, I just feel a ping to like check that account. And I checked it and in the account was magically the exact amount of money that I asked the universe for. And (laughs) You know, I knew this account was there, but I didn't think it had any money in it. And it was like this weird thing where I, in the past, like, I don't know, it was just an interesting like situation because in the past I had checked the account, but something, somebody told me like, oh no, that's not your money. Like that's something else. But anyways, the point is that, yeah, I was able to find this random source of money and that I was not expecting. And it was like the perfect example of if you expect the miracles, if you expect the magic, and if you continue to hold the vision, the universe is going to support you no matter what. And so, yeah. Yeah, I love that. And it's so funny that you explained that story with the manifestation because I recently had an experience with that. A friend, I've known him for years, he had reached out to me and he's like, let me know if you need help moving. It's like, no, it's fine. But we weren't able to get a couch up here. So I was like, actually, if you know someone, like I could use help with getting this couch up. It's on the third floor. And he was like, well, if I don't, I'm going to pay like someone to do it for you. And I was like, well, there's my problem solved. Cool. Thank you. That's amazing. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. And I just didn't expect it at all. You know, like people offer help and usually they're like, oh yeah, I'll do it myself. I've never had anyone offer me like to pay for the service to have someone move it up for me. And I was like, oh, I'm glad I didn't have like any specific idea on how that was going to get up because I feel like I block myself in that way a lot where I'm like, oh, these are the money channels that I have available. And I feel like I close myself off to so many different other portals because it's so narrow-minded. I'm working on it. Yeah, I love that. And it also reminds me of the dynamics between the masculine and the feminine. And, you know, this piece of opening yourself up to more support, more channels, you know, not just money, but other forms of abundance and support. We 
are taught in society to be really independent, to be in our strong masculine energy, to do everything on our own. And, you know, even if you're single, like you can still attract in support from the masculine in these little ways. You know, I've seen it happen with myself and with my friends all the time where when they heal their feminine energy within them and they shift into a state of receiving rather than giving and doing, they attract more random support from their guy friends, from, you know, their family members that are men and just allowing themselves, they just really allow themselves to receive that masculine support. Yeah, I love that. So the next question is, what is your favorite way to connect with yourself daily? Well, I actually have something that wanted to come through about the last topic that we were talking about. Yeah, you can. Yeah, we can go back to that. Go ahead. Hold on. I need a moment to remember. Oh, yes. We were talking about magic and miracles and manifestation. And the thing about this is it ties into what we were saying before around how there's so much heaviness in the world right now. And we really, you know, it's important for us to try to hold a higher state of hope and joy. And such a big piece of this is realizing that we're the creators of our reality. And, you know, of course, it's normal and important for us to feel these negative emotions and these energies to let them move through our bodies to process them and release them. But to linger in them is a different thing. And to allow them to create your whole perceived reality is is a different thing and people don't realize you know quantum physics is literally the energy that you're holding in your body the vibration in your body is the vibration that you attract into your life and it's not just how you feel on the inside it's also all of the experiences happening around you and so the more that we can live in that energy of hope and magic and miracles and expansion and and holding that vision for us to live a more joyful, peaceful, loving life, both individually and collectively, the more that we not only create that for ourselves, but we create it for the collective. That is such a powerful you know, energy and vibration to put out into the world right now. And this is what most people don't realize is they feel very hopeless and they don't realize that they actually can have so much impact just by embodying their own truth and their own light and their own joy. And that's really how we win this battle you know, because there's there's so much war and destruction and chaos happening in the physical, but it's actually a war on energy and consciousness in the higher realms. It's light against the dark. And so the more that we can be in our light and create our own reality and live on a higher dimensional consciousness, the more that we will be able to transmute the darkness that is trying to pull us down into those lower dimensional states of consciousness. Yeah. And I think sometimes really people miss the connect of like, what does it mean to feel the emotion, but to not linger in it, right? Like what's the proper amount of time? I use air quotes when I said proper, because it's hard to say. And even, you know, through this whole process, you know, my relationship ending, it's been something that's been a slow slow progression over the entire year and allowing myself to feel what I'm feeling in the moments as they can't come up, but noticing when I'm like 
staying in that feeling too long where I'm kind of, it's almost that feeling of feeling sorry for yourself and going, oh, well, this is horrible. Instead of the perspective of look at this beautiful new apartment I have, look at all this space, I get to decorate it however I want. Like, it's super exciting for me to go into this next chapter of my life. And yeah, there is the portion of me that's dying that was in that relationship for so long. And that was that needed to be in that relationship. But I can see it for where I'm taking the lessons and being able to feel the emotions, feel the death happen, but then also continue forward and be excited about what's to come and kind of allowing them to coexist and come up as they need to, but ultimately looking forward and staying hopeful. Yes, exactly. And that's really the key to it is that duality, being able to hold space for all of the grief and all of the sadness and the stress and the fear, you know, all of the things that we're feeling to hold space for it, but all and, you know, to hold compassion for ourselves in that state and to let ourselves feel that. And it's a very fine line because, of course, you know, we do want to have that compassion for ourselves. We do want to feel a little bit sorry for ourselves. But at the same time, it's not like you're wallowing in it or, you know, kind of getting stuck in this despair energy. Um, Because while you're human and, you know, your inner child and your human ego is like having these negative experiences, you can also choose to hold the consciousness of your higher self or your soul, which is looking at everything from a higher perspective and can see that this whole process is actually so beautiful because you are transforming and you are letting go of the old and you're rebirthing and you are evolving ultimately into a higher state of being. And that is just such an amazing um, process. It really is. And it's really like brought up for me specifically, like how codependent I am. And I'm like seeing it come up and I'm like, okay, like I can laugh at myself about it and just be like, we're going to be fine. Like, it's not that serious. (laughs) I'm not literally going to die. Like pull it together, Jillian. It's all right. But I can see myself shedding that layer of the codependency that's so deep rooted within me. And it's been passed down through generations in my family. And so I'm able to see this layer coming off. And it's so huge because I've never lived in an apartment. Like I've never lived by myself. And I've never not left a relationship to only find a new relationship a couple months later. You know, it's been four months and I'm still single and I'm excited about it. And I'm not looking for anyone right now. And that's a great feeling because I'm just like, no, I'm doing me. Yeah, you're number one. I love it. So amazing. So the next question is, what is your favorite way to connect with yourself daily? Yeah. um, So when I think about the words like connect with myself, I mean, this could be so many different things. But what I really think of is like connecting with my own soul beyond this human personality, beyond any energies or emotions I'm feeling, um, even beyond the physical body. Like, who am I truly? Like, what is the pure frequency of my soul and how can I tap into that and embody that? So every morning I wake up and I do breath work and I do energy work. Sometimes I do brain rewiring work. But part of that you know, and there's so many little practices inside of that, right? Like clearing my energy, grounding my energy, setting up protection so I can stay in my own energy field. And, you know, I clear a lot of people, like I clear everyone else's energies out of me, all the cords and hooks and 
all energetic attachments. Um, So I just focus on getting really, really clear. And then I ask my soul or my higher self to come down into me or to channel her energy down into me or whatever it is, you know? And I really make this conscious effort to connect with who am I and like, what is my energy? And it's, it's honestly this really, really like incredibly powerful energy when we can tap into our soul's light because it is, you know, it is infinite. It is eternal. It is limitless. It is beyond anything that we have experienced in the, in the human body. And well, I won't say beyond anything that we've experienced in the human body because we are experiencing it in the human body, (laughs) but it's, you know, it really is this magical state of being that you can embody. And then I set the intention to then hold that energy inside of me and embody it throughout the day. And if there's something in my life that I need guidance with or anything like that, I just ask my soul, like, please guide me through this. Please speak through me. Please act through me. Please love through me. And yeah, so that's like my main thing. And then I also love going into nature. I definitely don't feel connected to myself if I'm not in nature every day. Those are the main things. Yeah, I love that. And I think so many people could you like could benefit from looking at a perspective of like connecting to their soul because it it really makes it clear about who you are and who your energy is or what your energy is, you know, and for me being such an empath and empath, and I know that you are as well, it's so easy to have everything clouded by other people. And, you know, nature too, like I always feel amazing when I'm in Costa Rica, because I'm so in nature all the time, right. And then here in the city, I'm always like, what is happening? There's just so much that I feel. And so you know, every morning I've been doing this intention meditation. And so it's just like getting clear on what I want for my day. And I take time to just like, if I'm feeling frustrated and I'm not sure why I always just take the time to connect with myself and be like, is this even mine? Because a lot of people don't even realize what's theirs or like what emotion they're feeling if it belongs to them or if it's someone else's. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just thinking. Maybe I was just telepathically picking up on your thoughts. (laughs) But yeah, like so many people walk around holding on to this energy and they don't even realize that it's not theirs, you know? And it's like when we can get really, really clear using things like breath work and energy work and, you know, keeping ourselves clear, even physically, you know, like doing detox, like clearing ourselves in every way and also like spending time by ourselves and intentionally connecting with our soul. Like these are all going to help us stay in touch with ourselves and not walk around the world holding on to these energies that are not us, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Because it can be so confusing whenever you're holding on to these other energies. And not to mention, it's like a lot of people have their own, a lot of their own trauma, like to deal with. It's like, you don't need to deal with anybody else's. Yeah, exactly. And I think like, you know, as empaths, as women, as healers, like you were saying, it's so easy for us to just automatically want to take on the energy of other people and to transmute it for them, to feel it for them, to re- to clear it, to heal it, whatever it is. And the thing about it is like, yeah, maybe there's this deep part of us that's like, I need to be living my mission. I need to be helping people. I need to be holding on to the pain of everyone. But like, that's not actually helping us live our highest mission and purpose. 
because we are not embodying our light and our truth. And so much of our mission and purpose is what energy we're bringing to the collective. And if we are holding everyone else's energy, we're not going to be shining our light as much. We're not going to be clear in our intuition. We're not going to know like what is the clear path for us to follow because we're always just being influenced by other energies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And trust me, I've tried. I've tried really hard to deal with other people's problems and it just does not work out. <laughs> <laughs> not a hard lesson to learn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. All right. So the third question is, what is your favorite thing right now? It can be anything. My favorite thing? It can be something you're doing or learning or like a tangible physical thing. Interesting question. I have a lot of like favorite things. We like, can do three if that makes it easier. I mean, I'm just like, <laughs> there's just so <laughs> many things. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of little things in my life that I really love. I, I'm honestly really into my business right now. I am creating multiple retreats. I'm creating my next group program and everything is just expanding and I feel really excited about it. And, you know, I've really deepened my connection lately with my guides and have really cleared and opened my channel. And I feel like I have this whole new layer of access to information from my guides, like having very direct conversations with them and channeling a lot of knowledge. And like that makes me really, really excited because it's just like such a deep part of my mission and like usually what our mission is, is so aligned or lined up with our deepest excitement. And so when I get to, you know, channel information and put it into the world in one way or another, it just makes me so excited and happy. Um, I've also been really excited about music lately. I've been listening to a lot of new music and I just really feel like a lot of people don't fully see how music is such an important part of the human experience. Like it's, you know, a deep part of indigenous cultures going way, way back. It's how they healed things. It's how they moved energy. It's how they celebrated. It's how they connected. It was this in this very integral part of their lives. And, you know, nowadays there's so much bad music out there. <laughs> there's so much music that is attuned with very dark frequencies to keep people in a lower state of consciousness. And when we start to listen to higher vibrational music and medicine music that is made by other healers and stuff like that, it can really, really shift our frequency. But yeah, I I really want to, you know, start going around to different festivals and offering, you know, some of my own like medicine music and cacao ceremonies and stuff like that. And it's just this whole new pathway that the universe is kind of like pushing me down. Like they just keep urging me like do music, like share your voice and like <laughs> and connect like that, you know, they're giving us all these little like missions to do at these different festivals. And, you know, I, I know that, you know, a lot of the, the festivals and stuff, like what I will say about that just really quickly is that a lot of people go to these like spiritual high vibe festivals and they don't realize like there's not enough good energy, pure intentions. There's not enough energetic protection. 
So, you know, oftentimes, and this is something my guides talk to me about all the time is like all these spiritual people get together and they don't realize they're opening a portal, like a massive portal. And that can allow so much light to come in, but it can also allow so much dark to come in. And um, so there can be just a lot of weird energy swirling around these kind of places. So we have to be really, really careful um, and intentional and you know, obviously like we don't want to be in fear. We never have to be in fear because our light is always going to be stronger than the darkness. And, and, you know, the more that we embody our light and our joy, the more protected we are. But I do think that we need to start being so much more conscious around how we celebrate what we do and what the energetic intentions are with these groups of all these spiritual people getting together. And so, yeah, that's another part of my mission that is really getting unlocked is like spreading more consciousness around that and um, creating my own gatherings, creating my own festival. And, you know, also I'll say like something that people really miss is honoring the land and being conscious of what's happening with the land And not only physically, but energetically and spiritually, like where, what were the, excuse me, what were the spirits that used to live there, the ancestors of the land? And like, was their land taken from them? And like, who lives there now? Because they used to be the guardians and the protectors of that land. They used to live as one with that land. And you know, most of the Americas is, if it's not an indigenous territory, it was stripped of indigenous people and now there's other people living there. And so this is a huge, huge piece of the energetics of our lives, honestly. Everything in our lives is like, are we connected to the land? Are we connected to the spirits of the land? Are we offering our gratitude and our respect and our love? And that's another thing that I've just been like, I don't know. I guess it could count as like my favorite, like a favorite thing. (laughs) It's just something I've been thinking about so deeply and feeling into. And I don't know, I guess like these are all different components of like my soul's purpose and mission. And like, that's what I'm most excited about right now, because I feel like as humanity kind of descends into this collective dark night of the soul, my mission is just getting like fired up and activated. And I'm like, okay, like I'm ready to go. Here we go. (laughs) I love that. So it's funny that you answered like that you went deeper into the festivals thing because I wrote it down because I was going to mention the like darkness in it because I'm always so 50-50 about going to things like that because I'm like, I would like to be there and be able to like enjoy the music because I I know how healing music can be. And I know that on the last trip I was in Costa Rica that we had talked about music a lot and I did the voice activation with Fern. And so it's been coming up a lot for me as well. I'm actually working with someone to plan or to host some events here that all include like Kirtan and everything. So I'm really excited about it. But it's it's hard for people that like don't realize what they're not opening themselves up to um, when they do go into the festivals. But I'm very excited to see what you create with music because 
I, you know, I know that when we were there and we went and visited Robert's family, his grandmother brought it up and it it was kind of like a theme the whole time. Like music was just kept coming up and it was like, okay, like this is something that we all need to hear and utilize for ourselves because it is so healing. And honestly, for me, like using singing or just music in general, singing or dancing generally is what I lean, lean towards is so healing for me, especially if I'm feeling like I'm not myself. If I can sing or if I can dance, then it always brings me back to me. And I'm like, okay, this is my energy. Like that either, even if it was a low like vibration emotion, like that's not really me. It's just a feeling. And so I'm able to move through it. Yeah, exactly. It's so, yeah, it's, it's a balance, you know, like I think we have to use our discernment, like, you know, am I supposed to go to this gathering or not? Like, really tuning into our intuition, like, is it safe for me to go here? Like, is it going to add good energy to my life or is it going to be another weird energy? And then also, like, when you go to those things, like, being conscious of the energy around you. And again, we don't want to be in fear, like, oh my God, are there demons around me? But at the same time, it's like, we need to be so aware and so conscious. And this is one of the huge pieces that Western spirituality and Western society in general is missing that the indigenous cultures have not forgotten. And that's our awareness of the spirit world and knowing how to navigate it in a safe way because they don't see just the physical world. Like they see beyond that and they see the energies and once you get to a certain state of consciousness and you get really really clear in your intuition you can start to really sense different kinds of spirits and energies and consciousness all around you and the more clear you get the more you realize like there's actually a lot of darkness around us and it can be hard to realize that sometimes you know it's a hard pill to swallow but at the same time like it's part of our human experience. It's literally part of life on earth, especially right now as the shadow is coming up to be cleared. And so, you know, there's this battle between light and dark, literally the demons and the angels, the dark and the light beings are fighting and battling. And so right now we feel those dark energies around us more, but the more that we can be conscious and aware of them, both around us and within us, the more that we can not necessarily like it's not that we have to react it's not that we have to protect ourselves it's not that we have to like go into battle and fight but in a sense it is kind of a battle but we battle with our light and the more that we can be conscious of those the more that we can be you know embodied in our light and in a protective way if that makes sense and like expanding our light outward and yeah I think like you know that's it's just so tied into all of this healing work that we've been doing together is like really looking into the subconscious and allowing ourselves to see more and more of the truth. And it can be a little challenging, a little uncomfortable at times, but ultimately we become so much more empowered through the process and gaining more consciousness. Yeah. And What you said about the truth, it's so interesting because people love to lie to themselves and like so much so that they don't even, sometimes they don't even realize that it's a lie. You know what I mean? Where it's like, nope, it's fine. I don't do that. But it's like, you know, when you do it, like when you're, even when you're by yourself that you do that, you know? And so it's this 
It's always so interesting to me. Shadow work has been something that like I've been wrapping my head around, especially going through this process because I'm like defaulting to like coping mechanisms that aren't the best for me. And I'm like, okay, but this is not who I truly am. This is my shadow coming up because I'm dealing with this like separation that I I, like my ego is just like dying. It's freaking out. And so I'm reverting back to this and I'm like, no, we're not going to let that happen. Like we're safe. It's okay to like feel this way. And we don't have to damage ourselves at the same time, like talk to myself negatively or like choose to believe that I'm going to be alone forever. You know what I mean? Like I'm able to believe and see like, no, an aligned relationship will come to me and it's going to be better. It's going to be better than I can even imagine. And so just holding on to that and allowing that frequency to be where I, where I'm expressing myself or even just moving forward, holding that light up. If I like, not if, but when I decide to be in a relationship again, knowing that it's not the end of the world. And I think like for me being in this solidarity right now, it's so important so I can get even clearer on who I am, like for my mission, because it's something that needed to happen. And it's just something that I'm kind of accepting because I think we've talked about my mission before, like being involving love and just emitting love into the collective and really like leading from my heart and leading in from a loving place. And so it's really interesting to me how like I'm so codependent and I I want to be loved so badly and that's so tied into my mission. And so I think I'm having to learn how to like truly just feel love from not only just myself, but also from other sources other than men or like a relationship directly. Yes. Exactly. Something that I have been doing lately in the morning is like, you know, during my practice is opening my heart to receive love from the whole of the universe and from the earth and from my guides and my angels. Because when you get to a certain point in your relationship with your guides and angels, they really feel like family or maybe they are family from your past lifetime before earth. And so you have this whole team, this whole spirit team behind you, like cheering you on and just like loving you so deeply, so unconditionally. And they have like, they just have so much love for us. And so every morning I just open my heart and I just let them pour their love into me. And it really helps with my own relationship with myself and my own self-love. And I love that you were talking about that and allowing yourself to receive that love because it it is so tied in with the shadow and when we do that work to look at ourselves to look at all parts of ourselves and at the same time like hold love and hold space for those parts of ourselves without any judgment or criticism or shame we begin to see more clearly and we begin to shift you know into a more into a place of more truth And then, you know, when we do that, that deep inner work on ourselves, like that's really where it all begins, because then we begin to see the truth and the shadow all around us more clearly. And this is why a lot of people feel like sometimes when they go deeper into the work, like it can actually be a little bit harder for a while because they're starting to see more and more and more of the truth. And I don't know why this message keeps coming through. It's like my guy just want to be like, I know it's uncomfortable for you guys, (laughs) but please hold the hope (laughs) because this is very necessary. All of it is, you know, to to get us all to a place collectively where we can be more in truth and purity and love and peace and harmony all together. Yeah. And. There gets to be a point in your healing journey where it's like you 
only will deal with the truth. Like, especially for me and dealing with other people, I'm like, just be honest with me. If you don't want to do something, tell me no. Like, I'm asking you because I'm giving you the opportunity to tell me what you need or what you want. And if you're lying to me, then how am I supposed to know or move forward? And then people hold resentment or things like that. And then they want to put it back on you. And it's like, you could have said no, or you could have not done the thing. And so for me, like, I'm always really clear with my friends. I'm just like, just tell me the truth. If if someone's like hesitating about something when I'm talking to them about, I'm like, we don't have to talk about it. Or like, you don't have to do it. If it's a no, that's okay. And I think that's been really beautiful. in a lot of the friendships that I've created over the last couple of years is they do the same for me. They're like, if it's a no, it's okay. Or if it doesn't feel, if it doesn't feel aligned that day, or if everything's not working out, like we can reschedule. And I love that because it's true. Like in our society, people are so used to getting, like getting in their pattern and being like, no, I have to do this. People go to work sick all the time. And it's like, no, you're supposed to stop and rest and allow your body to heal. But because the bosses are like, no, you have to come in. We just give ourselves away. You know, we just are like saying we're not good enough. So we don't get to heal at home because I'm required to be there or, and you know, it's interesting because it's like, they put this monetary, I'm seeing this image of like someone on the treadmill, right. And they have this like string attached and in front of them, it's just money dangling. And so that's where we're at as a society. And so to be able to move out of that, you have to start respecting yourself more and really being honest with yourself about what you want. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Because there's a completely different reality that you can start to create for yourself that you can tap into where you don't actually have to work hard or sacrifice yourself to make money or to survive. And I mean, if you think about it from a really young age, we start going to school and like it's a very structured day. And then after school, we go to sports, we do our structured things. And it's like, we are taught from such a young age, like it's other people and other things that tell us what to do with our whole lives. And there's no space for just being and like thinking and being bored and like wondering like, who am I? Like, what do I really want to do? And like having that creativity and having that flow. And so it's like these really deep programs around outsourcing our intuition. We don't know how to listen to ourselves And not only that, but we're taught to ignore ourselves, to ignore our inner voice, to ignore, you know, the pain in our body, what our body's telling us, to ignore our own basic needs, even to be a part of the system, to fit in, to do things the right way, to be a good person, whatever it is. And that's one of the biggest shifts that we're going through collectively is people are realizing like, I don't want to live this life anymore. Like this, this kind of life and these rules that they set for us around how much we have to work and who we have to be and how we have to act and all of that stuff. Like it doesn't make sense to a lot of people. And they're starting to wake up and realize like we can create our own rules. We can create our own reality and we can really create a life where we are truly honoring ourselves and our own truth and our own inner knowing and listening to our intuition and following it and living the life that is truly aligned with our soul. Yeah, I love that. And it's so interesting to me because it always goes one way or another when people start going into spirituality, right? And I think this is why I've loved working with you so much is because even though, you know, you'll give me messages, like, ultimately, you're always like, how does it feel for you? 
you know, and I think you've really taught me that, like to really connect with myself and see what I really want and what I truly want. And if it's aligned, then okay, like make it happen. And in the spiritual space right now, there's so many people that are just like, oh, okay, like I'm going to go get my tarot reading done because I need to know what's going to happen in the next couple weeks. You know what I mean? Or like they're looking, they're outsourcing their power to someone else because they feel like they don't, they can't do it. When in reality, it's like we all have access to this information, especially to our higher self, because that's who we are. And so to be able to utilize that in the day to day is really special. Mm, this is a really good point. This is a big thing because yeah, it's like a lot of people get into the spiritual space and they just continue societal programs in like a spiritual setting. So like you just said, for example, like giving their power away to the tarot readers, the psychics, even giving your power away to your spirit guides. Like ultimately, like that's why earlier I was talking about connecting with my soul and my higher self. And it's like, I can have, you know, my angels and my guides all around me and they're all giving me different opinions. And yeah, it's higher wisdom and it's amazing. And most of the time I follow it, but sometimes there are things that they want me to do. And I'm like, you're not in my experience. Like you're not in my human body and you don't fully like understand this. So like ultimately I am the only one that can choose for myself. And that's why we have free will. That's why we came down into these human bodies to have this human experience of having free will so that we can co-create with the universe and that we, so that we can, you know, make our own decisions. And it's part of the process of evolution, right? It's part of the process of learning and growing. Yeah, it's it's so important for us to stay in an empowered state of trusting our own truth over anything else in even if it's in a spiritual setting. And yes, of course, some of us are in a place sometimes where we feel so unclear and so confused and it's really helpful to get guidance from a mentor or a healer or someone that can help you. And that's something that's actually so important right now for us to connect with support and to have people holding space for us and reflecting things to us, especially with the shadow work that we're talking about. Like it's so often that we can't see our own shadows and it can be so helpful to have a coach or a healer or someone like look into your energy and be like, you realize like this piece of your shadow is like hanging (laughs) up over here. (laughs) It's it really is like we can be so oblivious sometimes, you know what I mean? And and it's so powerful to be able to have someone reflect that for us. But yeah, you know, it's a balance. And I think I think that balance comes really from how much do we trust ourselves? And if we are seeing a healer or we're, we're seeking guidance from our spirit guides or whatever, you know, a, another source outside of us, we need to always ask ourselves with any piece of information, like, does this truly resonate with me? Does this truly feel like my truth? And, you know, that's a, there's a big difference between does this feel good and comfortable for my ego <laughs> versus is this truly aligned with my highest path, right? Because oftentimes our intuition and our highest path is the complete opposite from what our ego wants. And that's where we have to get back down to getting as clear as we possibly can with our energy, with our intuition, so that we can use our discernment and trust ourselves with everything around us. Yeah. Exhibit A right here. I mean, and it's so interesting that this came up because even like 
with what I saw in Costa Rica the first time I went with the, the shadow being right and then opening up to you and Robert about it and us talking about it and then you know a few months later we were talking about my relationship and I was like I don't think it's right and having y'all's input and being able to like reflect that to me it's been really interesting it was really it was a place for me to be like okay I appreciate their information but I also need to check in with myself because it's it's something that I really thought I wanted and I really love him a lot and so it was this like my ego obviously hates it right this codependency pattern wants to continue itself but I'm like no my soul's like we can't do that anymore and I think that's where I learned a lot about the like okay it's good to get outside information but I'm still coming back to me and seeing how that feels in my body and seeing if it feels right and ultimately it was a very aligned decision to end the relationship, there were a lot of things that we were both just allowing to happen when in reality, it just wasn't a good fit. And so to have that cracked open and to be able to move forward has been really awesome. But I think it comes back to you had said like, we need to trust ourselves more. And it's hard to trust yourself when you're lying to yourself. And I think that's something that people don't realize. And even with like boundaries, sometimes I'll talk to people about like, if you're breaking your own boundaries, how are you going to hold them against someone else? And it's the same with truth. Like if you're not being honest with yourself, how do you expect yourself one to be honest to other people and two to trust other people? Because you know that there's these moments where you tend to lie to yourself and it's, um, it keeps us stuck and it keeps us small and it keeps us from being able to see the beauty in the world because you can't really embody that loving presence or that deep, true love because you won't allow yourself to be who you truly are. And like not saying that our shadow needs to like run our world, but there's going to be moments where it comes out and you can be compassionate with yourself, let it move through and still have love for yourself instead of just going like, oh, nope, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And I really, I love this concept that you're bringing up about like lying to yourself because, and it's not like you're sitting there, you know, purposely trying to lie to yourself. It's like people don't realize that it's what I, what I see it as is they're actually just living from their ego instead of their soul. And so while their soul is, you know, kind of buried under the surface and it's trying to come up and it's trying to like whisper or maybe at a certain point, it's like literally screaming <laughs> like we got to go this direction. Like we got to go this direction. And like your ego is just sitting there like, no, I, I like it here. I like it here. It's nice. And, they, and then you start listing all the reasons to yourself why you like it in the exact spot that you're in and why this relationship works because it's comfortable and like it's safe and they make you know they help me with the bills and like like there's all the logical reasons but really it just comes down to your ego is trying to just protect you your ego is just trying to keep you in this like safe comfortable space and your soul is trying to help you evolve and expand and so you know again we have free will and if we want to stay in that place that's okay. We can stay there. But that's really not what we're being asked to do right now as humans. We're being asked to evolve and to shift into higher consciousness. And that comes along with letting go of the old things that don't resonate anymore. And such a huge part of this that a lot of people are facing right now is letting go of relationships that don't serve us. And that doesn't mean that that you don't love each other anymore. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with the relationship or you know one person is doing something bad. It's just simply you are done with that 
relationship and it's time to move on. It's time to move on to something that is more aligned for you. It's time to move on to a different soul contract to learn different lessons, you know, whatever the reason. Like, and I think a lot of people, you know, there's so much programming around relationships and codependency and like, you know, being with someone for the rest of your life and like being so having so much loyalty for people and like sticking with them and like yeah of course like we need to support each other as humans and like loyalty and friendship like these are all amazing values but at the same time like we can't take it so far to the point where it's like our relationships are just keeping us in a place where we don't want to be or maybe we think we want to be there like you said we're lying to ourselves and we think we want to be there but we actually don't and we actually want to move on to something better and something new And, um, yeah, like people can come into our lives for any reason, for any amount of time, literally for 10 years, for one second, you know, a quick glance in the eyes. Like there are so many different kinds of soul contracts and relationships that we have agreed to have in our lifetimes and to be in true surrender and flow to our highest alignment is to allow these relationships and these people to flow in and out of our lives exactly as they are meant to instead of trying to control them and hold on to them or push them away or anything like that yeah um yeah it's interesting especially like because my my ex and I like we love each other like it's not It was, and it's still like just been heartbreaking to go through. And like, I thought that was the house we were going to stay in forever. And so it's like leaving everything. It's been, it's been really hard for my ego, but I know deep down that it wasn't, it wasn't a good fit anymore. And, you know, I could see for a while the purpose of the relationship because he, it was the first, the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. And so for me, like I needed that safe space to be able to go into my healing. And he really encouraged me to heal myself and heal my trauma. And, you know, it's funny because at this point, he's like, I literally like pushed you away by pushing you in that direction. But in reality, it's kind of like he pushed me in that direction. And I really like embodied it and loved it and then started mirroring things back. And he didn't love that. And so I wanted to ask you when you talked about like for us, what's being called for us as humans to be as far or like to do right now, as far as growing and everything, like as far as like our soul contracts and like when we come down from the stars, like is everyone meant to evolve in like on the planet? Is everyone meant to evolve in this lifetime? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I'll say, I mean, you know, this is just my perspective and it's not the one truth, but my perspective is that like, I guess yes and no, because not everyone came here. Like a lot of souls, like people like you and me, and probably most of your listeners, they came to earth for a mission, like a specific mission of helping humanity in this time that we're in helping bring light, helping bring more consciousness. And, but that's the thing is like, you can't really not evolve (laughs) when you're on earth. (laughs) I guess there's not babies running around everywhere. I guess that's a good point. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and you know, for a lot of people like us also, it's kind of a double purpose, right? Like we're here for a, a specific mission and then we're also here to evolve and learn as a soul. And then some people are not 
you know, they don't have a big like light worker mission. They're more just here to evolve themselves. And then some people don't really come, like some people just come for like a random reason. Like maybe they have been, you know, living in a totally different, on a different planet in a different dimension, a completely different experience, like something you can't even imagine. And they're just like, I want to know what earth is like. (laughs) I want to know what it's like to swim in the ocean, to pet the animals, to eat food. What is that like, you know? And then they just come down here for that. And that's like usually more rare, you know? And there's all these like little random, like rare reasons why people are here. But most of the people are here to to evolve and learn. And yeah, and like I was saying, it's like, even if you didn't, like you're still gonna evolve because that is the law of the universe. We are always evolving no matter what. Like we can never stop evolving because we're always experiencing and through experiencing, we are gaining more awareness and more consciousness. Mm -hmm. I love that. And yeah, no, it's just, it's so true because it's, it is hard to not evolve when you're here on earth. And I was like thinking about it when you said that I was like, that it's like, cause you go from baby to adult, whatever adult means, like, I'm still not really sure what that is, but But I mean, I think even more, it's like, because of our societal standards, you know, we grow up and we become an adult, and we do the things, but then we ultimately always come back and connect with our inner child. And that's really, I think, more of what life is about is really, and I think it's just because that's where we find joy. That's where we can see the magic in things. Whereas when our brains get conditioned into this little adult box, then we're not able to see the magic anymore. It's all gone. And it's all like black and white science and this and this. And it's like, no, but look, I just, it's like a couple weeks ago, literally, like I hadn't officially applied to live in this apartment yet, but there was a hawk that landed on it when I was driving by. And I was like, that's a sign. There it is. (laughs) I didn't didn't officially apply yet. That's Mm -mm. wow. That's what it was for. Yeah, but I totally agree. I was actually just talking to my friend Levi, who I think you know of him. You should totally have him on here. Yeah, I really, I want to ask him. I'm nervous because he doesn't know me very well, but I want to ask. Oh, he's so sweet. He would love to. But yeah, I was just talking to him about how the state, like that innocent, pure, kind of like unfiltered, like just so authentic state of being a child, like free state of being a child is, is truly like, it's so, it's, it's the most close to our soul. Like it's the state that we can be in that is the most close to our true soul's energy. And it is so divine. And I really feel like, I mean, I can say so much about inner child stuff. And, you know, it truly is like, if you think about who you are as a kid, who you were as a kid and, and who you are now, and it's like, what, like, how did we let all of this negativity and these limits and these beliefs like cloud us? You know what I mean? And we get so far from that original state of like pure joy and love and excitement and adventure and curiosity and purity. And it is, I mean, Levi was just telling me a story about his little sister and he's been, she's like four, I think five years old and she's in kindergarten and he's teaching her how to meditate and she loves it. And she's like meditating every day. Every time she eats food, she's like, 
gracias like with the food and like it's so cute like she's just she's so deep in it and she went to school and her her teacher told Levi that she had the whole class sitting in a circle and was in the middle like teaching them how to meditate and I'm just like yes like this is what the world needs I'm like thank you Levi for teaching the children and like also like if you see how when you teach that stuff to kids, they have a natural knack for it. Like it comes naturally to them because it is our natural state to be in that divine connection and to be in that meditative state with ourselves, to be more conscious and aware and like live more in the present moment and and to, yeah, like to live with more presence and to live like in like a, a way where you're always honoring the sacred and you're always honoring the divine and you're giving thanks for everything and you're just... Yeah. And you're just having gratitude for everything. And that is truly, I don't know. I just think we can learn so much from kids. And I do think that the kids coming onto the planet right now are going to be like next level humans. They are bringing so much light and we need to pay attention to the kids. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You know, Oren, he's so funny. So he'll just like drop these messages sometimes. And I'm like, oh, well, thanks. Thanks, guys, for speaking to me through my child. But like, what was it? It was we were talking about moving into the apartment. And I've just like, there's been so much on my mind, so much emotion. So, you know, I just was like, you know, and he's like, because he said he was excited. And I was like, you're excited to move into an apartment, like from someone that's lived in a house. I'm like, this is a lot of change for me. Like, I usually don't have to walk my dog 80 times a day. Now we do. Like, it's just a lot of small adjustments, right? That I've got in my mind. And I was like, really? You're excited? And he goes, yeah, I'm excited. He goes, it's a new experience. Isn't that exciting? And I was like, oh, man, Oren. Is, yeah. <laughs> You're so right. Thank you for your perspective. Thank you for the message heard. Yeah. Yeah. But it's beautiful to like... And that's why anytime he says something that maybe I'm kind of like, that's odd. I'll always like ask him more questions because he doesn't realize it. He doesn't realize like he's just excited. And I love that for him. And I love that he is. And I love when he shares stuff like that with me because I know that he's still so connected to his like higher self as a child. And so he's still able to see a lot of the magic that sometimes when I get stuck in these like tiny details, he's like, hey, it's not that bad. Like, yeah, right. You're right. It's like getting it's like getting the perspective from a less programmed human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. That's, yeah. That's a lot of how I felt when I met Robert, which if your listeners don't know, he's from the Bribri indigenous people. So he grew up deep in an indigenous territory, like really deep in the mountains. He didn't really leave that much at all until he was 17. And he decided and he, um, you know, got a scholarship to go to university and, you know, started experiencing that part of the world. But for most of his life, he didn't grow up in normal Western society he wasn't programmed the way that we were and of course you know he still has he's not perfect you know none of us are perfect we all have our traumas and certain programs from even you know our families and ancestors and stuff but he does have this huge piece of him that is like so different than anyone that I know from this world from our world and I I ask him questions all the time just to get his perspective on like what do you think about this and what do you think about that and it's just so interesting to get that perspective because man it's just we are so like that you know 
I've been in this work for so long, like the brain rewiring, the subconscious reprogramming, like whatever you want to call it, you're shifting the neural pathways in your brain, you're shifting the energy body, the energy patterns within your body. And ultimately, you're creating a new perceived reality from that. And I've been doing that myself and teaching that to people. And the more I do it, the more I realize like it goes so deep, like the programs go so, so deep. And we really do have to work on it for a long time. And that doesn't mean that we have to like be in this long, deep period of like healing and like digging for the things. But, you know, it actually can be this really expansive, amazing, exciting process where, you know, our intuition will always guide us into what's the next program that needs to be rewired? What is the next wound that needs to be shifted and healed? And once we get into that kind of like flow where we're intuitively like healing all the layers and going through the layers, like it can be so amazing to, because that like going into each layer is what allows our next level of expansion and our next level of enjoying our life more and living at a higher state of consciousness. And so we all have to be kind of like in our own journey with that in terms of like reprogramming everything. But it is truly the work that is going to change the world when everyone starts to realize like your brain is trained to think a certain way and to create a certain reality with your energy and your attention and your focus. And when people start to really see that and consciously shift and like take their power back and consciously shift their programs and their reality, that's when we're all going to start creating a different reality for the whole world and the whole collective. Yeah. And I think it's just some people are so deep in their programs that they don't even realize like it's weird. Like, yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I still really enjoy watching baseball, but sometimes like when I think about it, I'm like, the idea of sports is ludicrous. Like, it's literally just all of these normal people that come play a game that all of these other like millions of people come and like praise. And it's like, this is ridiculous. Like, why are we why are we putting so much attention into this when it's like, we could put attention into healing the land and we could literally like save the planet. <laughs> And, but no, that's, that's not what we want to focus on. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, it's interesting, but I agree with you, like with what you were saying about, you know, Robert's perspective. And it's, it's always so refreshing to talk to him because sometimes I'm just like, it's so simple. Like, it's so simple and I overcomplicate it. And he just is like, Jillian, it's this. And I'm like, well, Robert, (laughs) here we are. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for the obvious answer. I I could have gotten there, but I didn't want to, you know, but also allowing like, you know, so much of the playfulness to still be in his life, you know, and I know that you guys like are super playful, like laugh all the time. And I, even when I was there this past time, it was very like healing for my inner child because we were just like a bunch of kids running around in the forest, (laughs) (laughs) running around in the jungle, finding somewhere to swim. And it was the best, like, and it's so healing for us. And I think that something else is that people like really, they start going into their healing journey and they're like, oh, it needs to be hard. It needs to be difficult. And it's like, no, it doesn't. Like it could be a lot of fun and maybe you don't understand it at first, but just explore 
we forget about that part of our brain. Yeah. Oh God, my life has just completely improved since I started my healing journey. And it was really a struggle in the beginning because I was really depressed. I was really sick physically. And my doctors told me like, you're, you can never heal from this. Like you're just going to have to manage being sick forever. But then I just basically was like, I'm an, I'm not going to like accept that reality. And I'm just going to create my own reality how powerful we are and that we can do that, that's when everything shifted. And it was like, even though I still had so much trauma to heal and there were still these ups and downs, it was like I was into my relationship with those deeper wounds and traumas and emotions from, ugh, like, I don't want to feel that to, ooh, what is that? Like, let me go into that. Let me feel that because I know if I feel that, then I process it and I release it and I heal it. And then I become more of my true self and I become even happier. It's like every layer of sadness that I release, I welcome, I can access deeper happiness. Every layer of fear that I release, I can access deeper peace and safety and trust. And so it's like, yeah, it's like this cycle and it becomes more and more exciting because basically like so many of these programs are like limits, right? They're like this and that's why they call it limiting beliefs. It's the same thing as like an old program that's not serving you. It's limiting your experience. It's limiting your desires. It's limiting your soul's purpose. So we, when we can release all those limits, we start to like, there's so much to life. There's so many opportunities. There's so many experiences. There's so much expansion available to me. There's so much, you know, not only lessons and like deep things to heat to learn and to heal but there's also so much like bliss and joy and and peace and positive experiences and that is truly like just the most beautiful part of healing and you know I also wanted to touch on what you were saying about like most people don't realize how programmed they are and that's because they don't realize like how the subconscious works we don't real like and this is like something that I have learned so much about in the last few years and it's taken me a long time to truly master it but at the same time I haven't you know I'm still learning I'm not the guru I'm not the master but I have learned that when there's something in our subconscious we don't know that it's there we have no awareness of it and people think that like when they go into healing and you know I tell them like you have this trauma you have this wound and they're like I do like, no, I don't, you know, and this is the thing about the shadow is like, we don't want to see it. We don't want to see the things in our shadow. That's why it's in our shadow, because we try to push it out of our conscious awareness. And this is the case for so many of the programs that we have. Like, we don't realize that we are operating from these like deeply ingrained beliefs and programs that are not even in our conscious awareness. You know what I mean? And so to go into our subconscious intentionally. So things like breath work, meditation that puts you in an, in a higher state of consciousness, sometimes energy work, you know, plant medicine. This is why the indigenous people use so many plant medicines and things that alter our state of consciousness because it gives you access to the subconscious, to the energies and the programs and the things that are in our subconscious that we can't see in our normal like conscious life because that is really the key to healing. 
that is really like where all of the blocks and all of the limits and all of the things that we need to shift are stored and are playing out is from our subconscious. So yeah, that's why I really love like all of this healing work because it's just like you have like the secret sauce, you know, like you have the keys to like shifting your whole reality. You just have to go deep inward and not resist it. (laughs) (laughs) Just accept it. Yeah, exactly. Just just surrender. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I love that because for me, like going into the healing and really like doing a lot of the deeper work, I feel so liberated. I feel so free because so much of the trauma that happened to me when I was a kid and throughout my life was holding me down so much that it was like, as things were like falling together at the end of last year, I had some people ask me like, are you sure you're okay? And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, maybe you're just like doing too many psychedelics or like, like I wasn't taking any plant medicine, but just from breath work and the DMT that's naturally created in our lungs. They asked me that. And I'm like, honestly, I have never felt better in my life. Like, yeah, I know you see these emotions happening, but like they're coming up and out. They need to be released. And so it's so interesting how people see it from an outer perspective when they're still like coming from a place of like, being driven by their subconscious and their shadow that they don't, they see it and it's happening and it's a good thing, but they feel the need to question it. And it's like, no, I'm fine. You worry about you. Yes. Yes. Cause that's another deep program. Like don't feel your emotions and emotions make you crazy. Emotions make you unstable, you know, all those things. So yeah. And that's a big, that's a big reason why our whole society is so sick physically, mentally, like we are holding on to so much and we have forgotten how to release and how to express. And that is like such a big, important piece of the healing process. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to wrap it up there. Where can people find you? You can find me on my Instagram. It's just my name, Molly Lowry. Um, my website, mollylowry.com. And yeah, those are the two main places. Perfect. I'll put those in the show notes. And yeah, so just keep an eye out for more information about the retreat we will be co-hosting in so April. Excited. It's going to be really powerful, you guys. There's going to be so much deep healing, all this stuff that we're talking about, the breath work, the meditation, the energy work, the deep subconscious reprogramming. We're going to be doing all of this kind of stuff visiting the indigenous people, working with the shaman and Jillian's going to be bringing her amazing yoga and all of her wisdom and magic. And yeah, we are so excited to hold space for you all and to heal and expand. It's going to be such a powerful portal. It is. I'm very excited about it too. I know like there's just something about doing healing there and then being able to go be jungle fairies. It's magical. The jungle is so, so healing. I love it so much. It's just like a a mother that just like holds you in her womb. (laughs) Literally, that's very accurate, actually. (laughs) Very nourishing. (laughs) Perfect. Well, this has been fabulous. Thank you so much for being on here today with me. I appreciate you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing. Of course. Thank you so much for listening to Expand the Conversation podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. 
Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review of the podcast on your favorite platform. Your feedback means the world to me. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions for future episodes, reach out to me on social media. I would love to hear from you. So let me know you are listening and stay updated on all things Expand the Conversation. Be sure to follow and tag me on Instagram at expandtheconversation.podcast. If you know someone who would benefit from this episode, please share it. See you next time.